In 2 Timothy chapter 3, Paul tells us what people will be like during the last day. He points out that evil people and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. This is exactly what we see happening around us today. What is causing deception and evil to get worse? That's the question we'll answer in this episode of Foreshadows Report. Welcome to the Foreshadows Report podcast. This is Steve Miller. In the previous two episodes, we looked at the rise of deception and the rise of lawlessness that is taking place in today's world. Jesus said that these would be two of the signs that indicate his return is near. There is no question that deception and lawlessness are on the rise. But why is that the case? There are several reasons, but there's one specific reason that stands out, and it is amazing how much damage it is causing. We're going to take a closer look at this one reason, and as we do so, I believe it's going to open our eyes even more to realizing how quickly our world is approaching the last day. Why are deception and evil such big problems today? What is energizing these trends and making them spread so quickly? One of the biggest contributing factors is revealed to us in 2 Timothy chapter 3. The Apostle Paul opened the chapter with these words, Understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self. Let's stop there for a moment. Paul continues his words for another four verses, but it's important to note what Paul is pointing out here. He's describing what the last days will be like, and his very first words are that people will be lovers of self. This may not seem like a very serious problem. Self-love doesn't sound as bad as a lot of other sins such as stealing or adultery or murdering people. On the surface, self-love may seem a rather innocent and harmless sin, but it's not. It was Adam and Eve's self-love that brought down the entire human race into sin. Genesis 3.5 tells us that when the serpent tempted them, he said, God knows that when you eat, your eyes will be open and you will be like God. In their desire to be like God, They loved themselves more than they loved him. They rejected his loving authority and replaced it with their own. To reject God's rightful place over our lives and disobey him is to sin and to reject his rule in our hearts. Self-love will always displace God's love. It usurps his rightful authority over us and replaces it with our own. Ultimately, every sin we commit has its beginning in self-love. The reason self-love is so destructive is that it's rooted in selfishness, which always leads to sin. James 3.16 confirms this connection. It tells us that where selfish ambition exists, there will be disorder in every vile practice. We might not think that selfishness would lead to such serious consequences, but that's what Scripture says. Ultimately, selfishness is at the root of every thought, word, and action that displeases God. Going back to 2 Timothy chapter 3, 
we find confirmation that self-love does, in fact, bear all kinds of bad fruit in our lives. Let's look at the first four verses as a whole. Understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. That's quite a list, isn't it? The way this passage is set up, Paul is telling us that lovers of self is the spring from which all the other sins flow. After listing all these sins, Paul concludes in verse 4 by saying that people will be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Twice then he makes it clear that people's love for themselves will lead them to push God out of their lives. Then when we go down to verse 13, Paul tells us that evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. In other words, self-love puts mankind on a downward trajectory. There's only one possible outcome. Things will get worse. And it's interesting that Paul makes a connection here between self-love and deceiving and being deceived. We can say that self-love makes people vulnerable to deception and leads them to deceive others. We can see this connection between self-love and deception as far back as the Garden of Eden. It was the serpent's deception that appealed to Adam and Eve's self-love, and that in turn pushed them to sin against God. The connection between self-love and deception is also made clear in 2 Timothy chapter 4. There, we read that the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. That word passion refers to sinful desires, and as we've seen, it's self-love that gives birth to sinful desire. People will reject biblical teaching because they want to hear messages that affirm their selfish desires. This is why it makes sense to say that the more people become lovers of self, the more we can expect to see a rise in deception. And the fact that self-love is the spring that produces many other sins helps to explain today's rise in lawlessness. The more that people indulge in self-love, the worse deception and evil will get. In these ways, self-love has a big part in contributing to what the last days will be like. Once we realize how big of a problem self-love is, we are more likely to see it all around us. Let's look again at Paul's list in 2 Timothy 3. When we see people who are greedy, it's because of self-love. When we see people who are prideful, it's because of self-love. When we see people who are arrogant, it's because of self-love. When we see people who are abusive, it's because of self-love. When we see people who are ungrateful or unholy or heartless, it's because of self-love and right on down the line. Again, on the surface, self-love may not seem to be such a serious problem. That's what makes it so dangerous. And it's not a problem only for unbelievers, but for us as believers as well. We are also vulnerable to the temptation to love ourselves, and it can happen in very subtle ways. It may be as simple as thoughts like these running through our mind. 
I can't take care of others until I take care of myself first. I deserve this. I've got to be true to myself. It's okay for me to indulge myself because God wants me to be happy. Only I know what is best for me. How I feel is more important than what anyone else says or thinks. How can we protect ourselves from slipping into a mindset of self-love? One of the best ways is to fill our minds with Bible passages that encourage us to grow stronger in our love for God and others. I'm going to read some passages, and as you listen along, notice how every one of these verses instructs us to nurture thoughts and actions that are the opposite of those listed in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Matthew 22.37 says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Romans chapter 12 is full of great exhortations for us. Verse 3 tells us not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. Verse 10 says, Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Verse 16 says, Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. In Philippians 2 verses 3 and 4, Paul wrote, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Then in verses 14 and 15, Paul admonishes us to do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God, without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. At the opening of Ephesians 4, Paul calls us to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. 2 Corinthians 5.15 tells us that Christ died, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for Him. Every one of those passages points us away from self-love and toward love for God and others. In a world that is destroying itself through self-love, our example of loving God and others is more important than ever. Anytime that we see or we experience the effects of deception and evil, may we remind ourselves of how God has called us to live. May we examine ourselves carefully to make sure we're lovers of God and not lovers of self. After Jesus explained the signs that will precede his return, including deception and lawlessness, he went on to urge his followers to be faithful and wise servants. In Matthew twenty-four forty-six, Jesus said, Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. In other words, blessed are those servants who, when Christ returns, are doing what he has called them to do. While this passage is about living as good stewards, a key part of good stewardship is to do everything in a way that seeks to please God rather than self. May that be true about us. May we commit ourselves to making God the center of our universe rather than self. In all that we do, 
May it be said that we are lovers of God and not lovers of self. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Four Shadows Report. Over the last several episodes, we've looked at what is happening in our world today and how these events and trends serve as foreshadows of Christ's soon return. In the next episode, we're going to shift gears and I'm going to share a variety of thoughts about how we as Christians can keep watch and find hope as we draw closer to the end time. While the Four Shadows Report podcast released on a weekly basis, I also post news updates and words of encouragement every day on Telegram Messenger channel. In these posts, I share about what's happening around the world, and I also feature encouraging quotes from prophecy books and the Bible. So if you want to stay in touch on a daily basis, a great way to do that is to subscribe to my post on Telegram Messenger channel. To do this, you can either go to Telegram and look for Foreshadowed Report, or you can go to my website, stevemillerresources.com, and there you'll find a link to my post on Telegram. Once again, thank you very much for listening. I look forward to joining you again in the next episode, and I want to say thank you to Harvest House Publishers, which has made this podcast possible. <music>